yeah, well, it's lovely to be here. Sorry I don't make it more often to seven. As I said to five, it used to be that I had children putting to bed, but as they're now 22 and 25, I can't quite give that excuse, can I? Um, but as Katie said, we are looking at um, serving tonight, so hopefully serving will come up. Is there a... Ta-da! Yes, so serving. So this is part of... Um, Last year, the leadership team, the PCC and DCC and various people went away and have been thinking about where are we going as a church um, and part and also at our um, church weekend that we were all looking at you know, what we're doing as a church. And in a way, it's come out of a lot of the work that we've been doing over the last in a way, two years. So the three key values that we've been looking at are welcome, which uh, Chris looked at in the last two weeks, and then I'm doing... Um, serving today and then Hannah will do generosity so just go on to the next slide thank you and with all these things welcoming generosity and serving there's a lot of similarity between them and there's a lot of sort of interweaving so there'll be quite a bit of um, overlap I think so serving I wonder if uh, I'm a pictorial person if you were to think of serving in a picture form how would you see it you might see it uh, like the knife and fork, like a waitress serving at a table, perhaps. Um, or you might see it like the next slide. If you are holy, you might think of it as Jesus washing his disciples' feet and being a servant to them. Or serving may, may make you feel totally depressed, like the next slide. <laughs> you know... The church always goes on about giving money and, you know, and serving is just the same, isn't it? You want more of our time, more of our money, more of everything. No, for goodness sake, just give us a break. Or you may feel like the next one, a little angel, because you do so much all the time. You couldn't possibly do any more. So you're sorted. So you can go home now if you're like that. Um, I haven't got a picture for the, for the next thing, but I think if I was to, um, if I think about serving, I would want to put it as a, an excited picture because with serving comes lots of opportunities to, in a way, see God touch the lives of people. But serving, as I say, can be a very tricky thing because everyone wants more of us. It's not just at church, it's at home, it's in our hobbies, in our work. Wherever we are, everybody wants more of us. So I thought maybe the best place to start is seeing what Jesus had to say about serving, and then maybe we can learn from there. Let's go to the next. So in our passage, in Matthew 20, verse 28, Jesus says that he didn't come to be served, but to serve. And then in verse 26, he says, whoever wants to be great amongst us must be your servant. And I think that's one of the examples that we need to take from Jesus. Now, Jesus was the ultimate leader, wasn't he? He could have got everybody to have done his menial jobs and he could have just stood up front and done all the teaching and sort of not even taken any notice of everybody else because he was so, so important. And yet... He ministered as a servant. He engaged with people just at their level, whether they were rich or poor. And he used every opportunity to serve as well as to teach. Now, I guess in the reading, Jesus must have been really, really frustrated with these disciples and their mother. 
because they just had not got it, had they? Jesus was trying to teach them that they needed to be the servant, in a way, the lowest rather than the highest, because actually by being lower was actually being greater. And yet there they were trying to be the greatest, wanting to sit either side of him so that they could be the most important. And yet if they'd got it, they'd have been wanting to be at the table the furthest away. And you know, if you think of, um, sometimes a a wedding breakfast and, uh, certainly when we had our wedding, you know, we had a top table and you had like the key people there. And then you had these like lines going off from the the, what, do you call them? Um, what do you call those line things? No, well, they are tables, but... Right, yeah, it's not quite the word. But um, anyway, the lines that go down. And um, and you have to be quite careful what I say. Certainly at our wedding, I guess, it was the least people that we knew that sat at the end of those tables and the people that we were perhaps closest to that sat nearest. And in a way, that's where those disciples needed to be at the end. Um, so that they could actually be out there and, and taking Jesus to wherever they were. But Jesus didn't serve all the time. He also, or, or lead all the time, he also knew when to take a break. And he took time out to restore and refresh himself to re- prevent from burnout. And uh, it says up there, Luke five sixteen says he often withdrew to lowly pla- lowly, lonely places and prayed. And he, ha- he had to stop and refuel. He couldn't give out all the time. And there were times as well when he chose not to serve but to teach and to actually stop other people serving. In the case of Mary and Martha, wasn't it? He stopped Martha serving. And he actually encouraged her to come and sit down and not to serve. So serving takes lots of different angles. So what is serving? Just go to the next slide, yeah. So Chris and I have a real passion for enabling and empowering people to reach their potential, to raise up leaders. And we've certainly been really encouraged to see people move, not we don't want to see people move on, but seeing people move on and do other things for God, whether it's in church or in other things, but also seeing people being able to flourish here at St. Matt's and use their talents and their skills. And we, we just love doing that. But at the heart of leadership is servanthood. And so in order to be a good leader, we have to be a good servant and as we start in a way serving we can climb up to being a leader but as that leader we still need to interweave with being that servant and that's really what our passion is I suppose for St Matt's is yes we want leaders but actually those leaders are servants and serving isn't just about being in church, is it? It's about everything else that we do. So the things that we do in our home, in our schools, in our works, um, in, our, in our hobbies in the community. And God wants to use us uh, in every place that we're at. Now, the Church of England, I did have it somewhere. Here. At the back, there's some uh, diocesan leaflets, which I must admit I don't tend to look at very much, but I did look at it today. And they are advertising on whatever, it doesn't give a page, but Everyday Faith. So the Church of England have just brought out some, uh, like a podcasty thing or an app called Everyday Faith. And for a whole month, you get a series of readings and uh, a sort of a, a little video clip and prayers. And it's absolutely brilliant. It's very short. It's really concise. It's really appropriate and apt and I really find it helpful so feel free to download the app or there's information about getting paper copies from here 
The first clip that they ever used was about an apprentice hairdresser who was serving God in her workplace. And I just thought it fitted in quite nicely with what we're talking about. So, Gordon, hopefully the next one will come up. Oh, the one about well Victoria's Secret. What difference does being a Christian bring in our daily lives? In the everyday things we do at home, school or work. For Victoria, an apprentice hairdresser in a busy salon, this everyday faith question is around washing hair. What difference does being a Christian make to the way you might apply conditioner? The difference is that Victoria prays. She prays as she massages in the conditioner, around things clients might have said or simply to ask for God's blessing. Very short, but just to the point, isn't it? You know, we're probably none of us or very few of us are called to be apprentice hairdressers. But if God can use someone like Victoria being an apprentice hairdresser, then God can use us wherever we are. And whether that's when we're working, there's other um, stories about people that just go on the bus and use their opportunities to talk to people on the bus. God uses us wherever we are. And probably we'll never know the results of many of our prayers, but it's about us being faithful. So where does this take us to, um, to St. Matt's? How about where we serve at St. Matt's? And I guess the first thing is, you know, if, if Jesus was here, where would he be serving? And my first uh, answer to that was, well, it wouldn't be me speaking, it would be him. But actually, probably, knowing Jesus a little bit, probably not, because probably he would have been doing the coffees and welcoming you and allowing me in his graciousness to speak because God wants to use us and enable us. Now, I guess we could all think of examples of areas where we can serve in church. And uh, hopefully, yeah, there's a list coming up there. And... Uh, there's lots of opportunities. Not all of them are there. They're probably some of the less liked doing roles, maybe. There's no leading and worship leading and speaking on there. Um, I didn't put those sort of very upfront roles on purpose. But, you know, even things like doing readings and prayers, it's actually quite a struggle to get people to do readings and prayers. The, no, and, and the AV and, and the PA. So all these sort of jobs are actually, there's always vacancies. But this talk isn't about filling vacancies. It's about where our heart is and where our values are. Because in serving, it brings many opportunities to extend God's kingdom, to work alongside Jesus, to see people come to know him and to enable people to grow. So five things. Next slide, I think, please. Five things to the benefits of serving so in each one of the areas of serving, if we are serving, we can pray for those people that we're coming into contact with or that we might be providing and, and setting something up for. So, for example, if you were um, at 10 o'clock and you were stacking the chairs, actually you are totally key in that 5 o'clock service and the 7 o'clock service because you have been moving those chairs. And we can be praying if we're moving the chairs. We can be praying for that five o'clock service, for that seven o'clock service. As Katie and her team were preparing all of this, it's not just about doing stuff. It's about praying for those people that might be sitting in those areas. As we welcome people, praying for them, that God would bless them. 
even though, as, just like with Victoria, we may not be seen and we may never know the um, extent of our, of our prayers. We're also enabling other people to do their ministry. So, for example, setting up a room. It may be that you're putting chairs out, but actually you're integral to that next um, thing that's going on. So it could be that you're setting up for a children's group or a youth group. But, and you are just as important as that person who's actually doing the upfront children's work or youth work as, um, uh, no, as them. Because without the person setting it all up, they wouldn't be able to do the children's work or the, um, the youth work. So you are, but you're enabling others perhaps to do the upfront work, which you may or may not be wanting to do. And then we're also partnering with the wider church. So we're in enabling our church to grow and reach other people. So the example for that would be perhaps transport using drivers to enable people to get to church because without them, no, they wouldn't get there. The welcome team, the worship team, enabling us to actually meet with God. And even just so that the, the garden outside, enabling people to sit somewhere that's pretty and beautiful and calming. So we're enabling others and partnering with others. And then we're also partnering with Jesus. Because as we partner with him, we're enabling other people to come and meet with Jesus in a safe and caring environment. And if you're on a welcome team, that's you know, one of the key things that you can, you can do. And then finally, Hopefully, if you're part of a team and you're serving, you can uh, make friendships and you start to belong and connect and, um, and feel part of the, of the team and connected to church. I was chatting to, um, to Dan, our, our son, about doing this talk and he worked, he, um, he serves on the team in his church in, in Munich and he said, Oh yeah, I got, I thought of another, another benefit. Um, because when I go around tidying up after the end of the service, I pick up loads of lighters. What do you want lighters for? Oh, well, because when we have birthdays at my house, I've never got any matches, so I can light the candles. So there you are. There's another benefit. Oh, yeah, they meet, they, they meet in a nightclub. Well, it could be the congregation that have lighters. <laughs> I was assuming it was the congregation that had lighters. But, yes, it could, have been, it could have been the clubbers that had the lighters. I'm sure it was the clubbers that had not the church people, yes. Anyway, so there you go. So serving can mean that you can pick up some lost property to your advantage, perhaps. <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> only lighters, yes, yes, only lighters. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on to the next slide. Uh, where should we serve? So it's a question to ask ourselves, where should we serve? Now, I don't know about you, but I've been to many a church talk where when it's been talked about serving, it's been about heaping on the guilt. You know, we need people to do under children's work. We need people to clean the church, clean the toilets, make the tea, welcome, you name it, we need you. Um, and if you don't do it, uh, you know, you, you feel bad. And if you can't do it, you feel you ought to do it because there's a gap. And so you make yourself do it under law. Um, but that's not where our heart is. Our heart is about grace. And what we want to say is if you offer and if you serve anywhere, it's not about being a life sentence. It's about a service for a season. It may fit for a season, but it's not um, for a lifetime. I know we've had people that have done things for 25 plus years, um, and that's lovely, and that's great for those. But it, we, there's never an expectation that it's forever. 
And so, of course, there are loads of opportunities to serve in church, in home, in work, where God can use us. And it's down to us with God to discern where he wants us to be. He may want us to do so much stuff at work that we don't do stuff at church. Or do so much stuff at church that we do less at work. It's down to us to meet with God and to uh, connect with him and ask him and for wisdom. But there are times when God will ask us to step out of our comfort zone and perhaps to take on working in with children or gardening. I would never do gardening because I would do all the wrong things, but you never know. God could ask me to be a gardener. Um, and if that happens, then we have to trust that God will... Um, you know, take us out of our comfort zone and meet us and uh, work through us. I have to do a very funny story actually about when we first came here. And um, it was in the years where we, we had all pews and we had a, a flower arranging team. You may have heard this story before. And um, because I was the curate's wife then, I thought I'd better come down and um, and help the flower rangers. Now, if anyone knows me, I am not a flower ranger. I cannot, I cannot arrange. I'm not a gardener. I cannot arrange a flower. But I thought I'd better come down as I was you know, the new curate's wife. So I came down here and there was this lovely lady called Joyce who used to be oversee the the flowers and she assumed because I I think because I was a curate's wife that I would know exactly how to arrange the flowers so she put I think there was a pulpit or it was a lectern and so she said no you can arrange the flowers in there so I just got some flowers and tucked it in the vase and put it there and then very gently over the course of the morning one by one these flowers were removed (laughs) until there was none and then the vase went (laughs) So I just stuck at making tea after that. <laughs> so what am I saying from there? I guess I was serving. I was out of my comfort zone. I tried and um, hopefully hopefully it was appreciated in some way. Um, but it may not be. That, so it may be that uh, though we, we feel that we're called to do something. It's not our comfort place, but God calls us to. So things like children's work, it may be that we can perhaps don't do upfront things, but we can help set up the room or help um, put things away or serve the teas and coffees like with me in the flower it's much better for me to do teas and coffees and arrange flowers so God might call you to something that's out of your comfort zone but he may um, enable you to do something or he may supernaturally make you an amazing flower arranger um, or children's worker but it's about being obedient and faithful to what he's calling us to and then I guess there are also seasons when, like Jesus, we have to take time out and step back and just receive. And that is absolutely fine. You know, but family life, work, our health, different seasons mean that we can do different things. And there are also times when we perhaps have to step back and do perhaps more of the invisible things when perhaps previously we have done more of an upfront role. And we can feel it doing those um, invisible things rather overlooked. But what I would say is that God knows your needs. And even if you feel you're not using your skills, and sometimes you might even feel put upon and frustrated, you might feel like that Cinderella who's never going to the ball. But God knows your calling. And his, he will allow you to be actually used wherever you are. And I think particularly with, with young children and um, you know, going into the, being put in the crate or children in the crate or not in the crate, being on crate duty. And then when you're not on crate duty, your children are screaming, so you're back in crate anyway. It is a particularly difficult time. But there are other seasons when God calls you to do something that perhaps 
isn't quite where you'd want to be, where perhaps we were talking, um, Nicola Moy was talking yesterday at our women's group, and she was talking about the first chair and second chair. So it might be that you've been used to being the top person, the first chair where the buck stopped at you, but now it's time for a season to be that second chair. And it's about being faithful and allowing God to use you wherever you are. Now, last term, we looked at uh, emotionally healthy spirituality in the morning. And one of the pictures that we looked at was about, in a way, the cycle of Christianity, of being a Christian when we come to faith. And starting off at when we become a Christian, it's very exciting. You know, we're like a sponge. We, we take everything on. And then out of that flows, in a way, our service. We want to give we wanna, because we just want to, we want everyone to know about what we've, we've encountered. And then at some point, most of us will hit the wall where we sort of burn out really and for some it will mean that we just stop we just wait and we perhaps take a while before we come back or even don't come back but what we're wanting to do is to yes take time out and reflect and refuel but then to move on and actually to learn from that experience and actually to move on into our Christian faith stronger and deeper so that then that passion is reignited to an extent that actually we come back to that life-changing awareness of God even though we've been at that place where we've perhaps hit that wall we've gone through and we've learned through it and we've actually um, uh, been challenged and grown through it. So how can we serve then? We can all serve, even if we can't spend time working in youth groups, children's groups, welcome teams, worship leading, speaking, all those things. Even if we can't or don't feel we can do any of those, there are two things that we can all absolutely do. And the first is just playing our part by um, not taking other people for granted. So helping to clear up our teas and coffees, our mess after ourselves, and not just assuming that someone else will be doing it. And the other is by saying thank you to people. Um, a couple of months ago, I was doing, I did, I have done once, the park run at Tombridge. Now, don't get too excited because it wasn't really the park run. It was, we did the park walk. And um, at, at uh, Tombridge, when you start, you have to go and have that little pep talk. And so the, the guy was saying about um, how to do well, not how to do it, but where you were going. And he said, and of course, we've got all these volunteers that are marshals that you'll see on the way and they'll guide you. And they're all giving up their time. So please make sure that you say thank you to them. I thought that was really, really nice. So um, everyone started running and Sandra, who I was doing it with, we all waited until right at the end. And, uh, and we started walking quite well. We did walk fast, but, you know compared to everybody else, uh, we were basically at the end. And as we were walking, all the others were running back um, to the, the finishing part. And uh, as we were walking, as we were walking, they were coming towards us. They were all shouting, thanks, Marshall, thanks, Marshall, thanks, Marshall. And I was going around, where's, where's Marshall's? You know, there's only Sandra and I around right at the end. And then I realized I was wearing this high-vis green jacket, which <laughs> they all thought I was a Marshall. <laughs> But it just made me realize and think, 
you know, they were really appreciative of those, of those people and how we can learn from them on saying thank you for all the people that are serving us. So I could give you a list of all the things and all the people that you could be doing. But as I said, this talk isn't about filling jobs. It's actually about what's our, our heart of a church and what's our values. And our values is to see people raise up into leadership. Yes, but actually at the heart of that is serving. Because as we serve, then actually we lead and we move other, and we see the kingdom of God um, enhanced but we also see people grow and develop and servant heart, the servanthood. If we were, no, if we were here, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, we'd be singing the servant King by Graham Kendrick. Um, but it's that each other's needs to defer the servant, though, the servant King. Um, and that's what our heart is about. We want to see our communities, our families, our workplaces, our church transformed and see it doing it in partnership with Jesus. So finally, the last slide just gives us some opportunities to, in a way, respond privately to some challenges. And the first thing is to ask yourself, where are you serving? Are you serving anywhere? It might be that you've had a season of stepping back and you're not serving anywhere. Or it could be that you're serving at home, at church, at work, everywhere. Just for a moment, just think through. Where are you serving? And then to ask ourselves, is this where God still wants you to be serving? Is God calling you to something different, something new, or is it still the right place for you? And if you're not serving anywhere, just ask God to show you where or how you can serve God. And that might just be by being on the bus and taking opportunities to speak to people on the bus or in your workplace. Or the delivery man coming to deliver your food? Or do you need time out to reflect and refuel? So I'm going to leave those questions on the screen. And Susie, hopefully, will just come and just give us a time to reflect and think. And so, Lord, we just ask that you would speak to us now. Lord, we want to be a church where you are at our heart. We want to be like you. We want to be a servant. We want to have servant hearts. And so, Lord, would you show us where to serve, not through having to, not through oughts, not through law, but, Lord, because we want to be generous givers. We want to see you at work in our places of work, in our social places, wherever we are. Lord, we want to be used by you. Father, would you make us humble in our service? 
and Lord, speak to us now. Just show us the next step, if there is one. Or just affirm to us, Lord, that we're in the right place at this time.